and that's it. We are live on the internet. Awesome. Uh, the, the magic of the World Wide Web. We are uh, <laughs> connected and in front of people. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Eric? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, by the way, I love that the name of your organization is a pun. Um, I'm, I'm a giant fan of puns. And when I realized that you guys, what you were doing, I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Like that, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, Reese's name fit, you know, so, uh, it all, it all fit with our story. So it was, it was kind of a natural thing. So, and and I I do have to, I do have to qualify because, you know, you, you, you mentioned that right away. Everyone thinks that we named my son Reese with our last name Specked. And, right. and I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, his, his name was Richard Edwin Amer Specht. Right. So, it was an acronym essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my, my mother-in-law, when he was born, my mother-in-law noticed his, you know, he noticed, she noticed that, you know, his initials are E-E-S. She's like, he's Reese. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, mom, so am I. Cause I, I'm, I'm Richard Emmett Edwin Specht. So I'm actually a Reese too, but I never went by it. I never did that. Right. But my mother-in-law, I was, I was a junior. So I was always called little Richie and, um, (laughs) and, uh, I hated that. I hated, you know, I'm a big guy actually. So, you know, even as an adult, my my dad, my dad passed away, you know, almost 10 years ago and and I'm still little Richie to everybody. So, and I I didn't want that for him. And I was like, Oh, we need another name for him. And my mother-in-law was like, well, we can call him Reese. And I said, uh, that's not going to work. I mean, he'll be respect though. And, but it stuck. So that's, that's where it came from. (laughs) I think that's great. And, uh, I'm also, Oh, we're, we're not at home. If I was at home, you'd see behind me tons of Superman stuff. I have, uh, I'm a giant Superman fan. And so am I. Yeah. I, I have a life-size Superman bust on my uh, coffee table and I've got Superman figures and statues and pictures and yeah, I am a obsessive Superman fan. So as am I, we'll have, we'll have to share our, uh, <laughs> our, our, our shared love. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I got the shirt on. I always have something Superman on all the time. Actually, you know, I, I mean, I, I even have I have a Superman wallet. So there you um, go. I, someone gave me a Superman wallet for my birthday a few years ago. Nice. Do, do you use it? Um, I do not because it was uh, I, I had a better wallet at the time, so okay. I kind of yeah. felt bad. But yeah. Well, and you're an adult. You know, my, my daughters make fun of me. They're like, Daddy, you're the only adult I know who who shops for their wallet in the kids section. So, <laughs> <laughs> if, if it wasn't made out of paper, I would have. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a cardboard kind of thing, but it was uh, cool though. Oh, cool. You know, absolutely. And, and I like the branding. So I like the you started with uh, respect life, right? Right. Yep. Uh, and then, um, and then you got into the water safety stuff later, uh, yeah. which I was neat. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your foundation and kind of what you guys, what, what your mission is and what your plan is? Well, I mean, we, we started, when, when we first started it, I, you know, I kind of fell into this, which I think a lot of parents in our situation do. Um, sure. we had, we had lost Reese two days before Superstorm Sandy, mm-hmm. uh, to a drowning. And, uh, and, and you're in the Northeast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, it was October 27th. Yeah. Okay. October 27th, 2012. Um, and it was two days before Sandy was coming and I was getting ready for the storm. And, uh, you know, we knew it was going to hit. There was no doubt. I mean, the storm was the size of the Atlantic ocean. And, um, we, uh, when we knew it was coming, I, I told my wife, all right, I'm, we got to get ready. You know, we got to get the house ready. And, um, she was going to go out and get all the, the food and stuff we needed to get through everything. And, uh, uh, at the time we had three children, 
Uh, my daughters, Abigail and Lorelai, were seven and five, and Reese was 22 months old. And she was going to take all three shopping. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be, you know, it's funny, I wanted to be the hero. And I saw he was acting up, being a typical toddler. And I could see the stress on her face. And I said, you know what, leave, leave him home with me. And uh, she's like, well, you can't do both. You can't watch, you know, him and take care of the furniture. And, I, and you know, inside I agreed with her, but I, I, I still wanted to, you know, just be that hero. And uh, I was like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. And so she left and she took my daughters and she left me with Reese. And, uh, you know, I looked at him and I realized I, I can't do both. I can't. And uh, I, I figured right, she'd come home and the, the furniture wouldn't be done, but at least I would have watched Reese. And uh, then my best friend called me and he said, uh, I'm getting off work early. Do you mind if I stop over? And I said, no, no. Can you come over right now? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And so when he got there and you know, I asked him, you know, would you mind watching Reese while I put away the furniture? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And uh, so I did. I got, I got all the furniture away. And, um, you know, when I went to go put that last piece away, my, my friend was standing there with, with Reese and, and Reese had a toy he wasn't supposed to have. And I got angry and, and I took it away and I said, you know, this isn't meant for him. It's, it's a choking hazard. And, uh, and my friend and I got into an argument and I calmed down. And I said, listen, just take it away from him. And I handed it to him. And I went into my garage and I, and I remember I closed those garage doors and I gave myself five minutes to cool off. And, uh, when I was done, I, I walked back out, came in, you know, came into my house and my friend was sitting there watching TV and I said, where's Reese? And he said, I thought he was with you. And that was it. And it was those five minutes where he, he wandered into our backyard and he fell in the pond and that was that. Um, and then of course Sandy came and didn't care what happened to us. We lost our power for two weeks. Uh, had no phone, no communication. My friends and family, actually, most of them lived down in Florida. Right. Um, they couldn't even get up to see us because most of the flights got canceled. So you want to talk about being completely isolated. It was it was just awful. And, um, and I was just, I, I can't imagine a worse, worse time in my life. I mean, that, that was it. You know, you, you couple the storm with what happened to my son and it was, it was just the worst. And, uh, you know, it was also opened my eyes to the best though. I think, you know, there's a, there's a truth to this idea that, you know, in order to, to see the light, you have to have the darkness to contrast it by. And, um, it was a week after Reese had died that we just, this complete stranger shows up at my house and he offered to uh, clean up my yard. He was a landscaper. And when he came to my door, I, you know, I remember I, I, we really, you know, we had people coming and going and, and friends and family. So when the stranger showed up, I was just like, Oh God, you know, who's this? And I open the door and I see his shirt says Kelly Brothers Landscaping. And he, he starts with, you know, I heard what happened to a little boy. I wonder if there's anything I can do to help. And, um, and, and I just looked at him. I saw, you know, I saw his shirt and I just wanted to kind of like, you know, just cut to the chase. And I'm like, you know, I really don't need landscaping right now. You know, and right. he's like, no, no, no. He's like, Mr. Speck, I, I don't want anything from you. I, you know, he's like, please let us clean up your yard. And I was like, I don't have the money. And he's like, I don't want your money. And, and he refused to take no for an answer. And uh, so he did. He, he cleaned up our yard. He, he completely redesigned my whole yard. He, he completely cleaned it up and um, wouldn't accept anything in return. And uh, he actually came back the next day after he cleaned it up. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, after we cleaned your yard, I noticed I noticed that your, your landscaping is asymmetrical, which was a really nice way of saying your landscaping sucks. <laughs> and uh He's, he said, uh, you know, I've got some ideas to, to fix it up. And I, and I stopped him again. I said, Mr. Kelly, I told you yesterday, I don't have the money. And um, he's like, I don't, I don't want your money. And, and I was like, there's got to be a catch. You know, there's somebody always wants something. And he didn't. And he actually, he came back for the next week and, and just completely redesigned my yard. I mean, just 
it was like extreme makeover home edition. And, um, and like, I remember like three days into that, he stopped at my door again. He said, you know, what are you going to do with the pond? And, um, you know, I told him if I had to fill it in by hand, I would, cause it wasn't just, when I say pond, everyone thinks this little puddle in the yard and it wasn't, it was actually, it was, you know, it was like a little oasis in our backyard. It was one of the things that sold us on the house. It was also one of the things though, that we knew was a danger. Um, you know, I had, we had alarms put on our doors when we had kids because of that. We had, we had a fence put around the yard with a self-locking gate because I knew that that was an issue. Um, you know, and then I thought, I, all right, everything's taken care of. You know, we're perfect parents. You know, we're always keeping an eye on our kids. We've got alarms on our doors. Um, Reese was signed up for swim lessons at two years old, just like his daughters, uh, his, my, my daughters were. So I, you know, figured everything was in place. And, you know, I learned that that's not the case. Um, but then, you know, I had this man come and say, you know, I'm not going to fill in the pond. And, and I said, you know, you can't, it's too expensive. That's, that's too much. You know, you've done too much. And before I could say no again, you know, the backhoe was already pulling into my yard, ready to, to just fill it in. And, uh, you know, this day he never took anything that, you know, he wouldn't let me advertise. He wouldn't let me do any of that. And, uh, you know, that stuck with me and everything that people did for us stuck with me. And I said, you know, we got to pay them back. And, uh, you know, I told my daughters this, I remember we were sitting at the dinner table and I said, we have to pay these people back. We have to do something in return. And I, I offered to do things and, and everyone said, no, it's universal. No one would let us pay them back. And, uh, so my older daughter says, Daddy, you know, why don't we just do random acts of kindness? And I said, you know what, that, that's great. Let's just do that. And I said, how many should we do? And my, my youngest daughter goes, five million. And I'm like, I, I need a realistic number. And we, we decided <laughs> on 500. And um, I said, you know, when we do it, we, we, we have to give people a reason. I want people to know why we're doing it. And I said, I think, I think Reese's name is perfect. You know, respect. Isn't that what everyone did for us? You know, treating others the way you'd want to be treated. And uh, so that's where it came up. We respect life. And... Uh, we use the picture actually, you know, it's not a coincidence. My, my last picture of him is him dressed as Superman. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I saw uh, that on the, on the website. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, you know, he, uh, it was the night before, uh, the night before he died was my, my wife's, uh, they had a safe Halloween at uh, her school. And so they were going to do like trick or treating and stuff. Um, and, uh, so he was dressed as Superman. That's my last picture of him. So we, we took that and we ran with it and we made these little cards. So there's the card there. And um, for each one, we left one of the cards. So for every act of kindness, we'd leave one of the cards. And um, it turns out that when we started doing that, people were doing exactly what the back of the card said, which was, you know, you know, spread a little kindness. That's all we asked. You know, we said, you know, if you, you're the recipient of this act of kindness, please pass it on and, and do something super for someone else. And they did. And it kept going. Um, and then people started asking us for the cards. And um, so we. So what, so what kind of acts of kindness were you doing for people? We just did random ones. Like the first one we did was actually probably my favorite one because it's what started it all. Um, we went to uh, a Dunkin' Donuts near my house and it was 7.30 in the morning on a Monday morning. It was over February break, you know, like President's Day holiday for my kids. And we pull up to a drive-thru and, you know, my daughter's in the back seat and uh, I was like, I'm, I'm going to pay for the car behind me. And my girl's like, yeah, that's awesome, dad, let's do it. So that's what I did. I, I paid for the car behind me and I left the car and I, and I drove off. And, you know, my girls were upset. They, they wanted me to like stop and interview the lady behind me that we just bought the coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And they're like, but we want to know. And I'm like, well, turn around. What do you see? So they turn around and they're, they're looking at the car behind me and they, they start like, they start like, you know, narrating. And they're like, oh, daddy, the, the lady in the Dunkin' Donuts is handing her the card. Oh, daddy, the lady's reading the card in the car. Uh, daddy, she's crying. You made the lady cry. I'm like, oh God, that's not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then she's like, now the lady in the Dunkin' Donuts is pointing at our car. And I'm like, oh, God. 
And and then she's like, oh, the, the, the lady in the car, she's smiling, Daddy. She's waving at us. She's smiling. Daddy, she's getting out of her car. And I'm like, oh, and I drove right. off. Right. Because I wanted it to be random, you know, and I, I always wanted it to be kind of like almost like a clandestine act of kindness. I didn't want it to be overt. That's why we did the cards. Um, so we would just do things like that. Like, you know, I would um, pay for someone's dinner at a, at a, at a restaurant and stuff. And, um, you know, we, we ended up doing our 500 acts of kindness. It took us about took us about probably about two years to do them all. Right. Um, but along the way, all the cards we put out, people started ordering them from us and uh, it just started growing and it grew off of Long Island. It went into like Connecticut and then it just kept growing out and out and out um, until basically, at, you know, long story short, you know, here we are five years later and um, we've distributed 500,000 cards and to every continent on earth. So they've, they've gone everywhere. Um, and it continues to grow. We, we get we get orders all the time. Um, we get new stories of kindness all the time. And uh, you know, so when that happened, I said, "All right, we're gonna, this, we're going to make a foundation out of this." Right. And so that's what we did. And we said we, we're going to be all about kindness because we knew it made the difference for us. And I actually had people ask me. They said, "Well, are you going to do anything about water safety?" And I said, "No." I said, "I, I don't." I was like, "I failed at it." You know, I drowning prevention. I, you know, I'm a failure. You know. Why, you know, why would I be the person who would who would advocate for water safety when I screwed up in the first place? Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, yeah, but, you know, you could share your story and make a difference. And I was like, you know, people are going to know the story through what we do. So I, I don't think it's necessary. So I really I avoided it um, big time, both my wife and I. And I think it just hits you close to home. And we're like, you know, let's focus on what was positive for us, which was the kindness. You know, um, and, and, that, and that makes perfect sense. You know, I think that's uh that's a very natural reaction that I think a lot of people have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I really felt hypocritical, you know, you, you, you want me to talk about water safety? Well, I, you know, like I said, I failed at it. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I just wasn't ready to do it. Um, so the foundation kind of took on this, this goal of, of doing kindness and, and spreading it. And, uh, you know, the educator in me, I was, I was a science teacher for 16 years. Okay. So the, the, the educator in me, you know, decided that you know, I really want kids to get into this. So I ended up writing a children's book um, to to reinforce that idea without telling, you know, I, I wanted kids to understand this power of kindness, but I didn't want them to be burdened with our story. I didn't want them to, to know that, you know, my son had died and this is why I wanted to, you know, I wanted to kind of distill the, the, the essence of what our foundation was about down to its basic roots. And I said, you know, in, in that way, what we're doing is really planting little seeds. And, um, you know, those seeds don't grow unless you do the things to cultivate them. And um, Reese's favorite thing in the world was tractors. So, uh, you know, this, this idea of making the story about him being a farmer, riding around on his favorite tractor, named Tracta, um, <laughs> and spreading little seeds of kindness and getting other people to help those seeds to grow was kind of a natural thing. So, you know, I wrote the book and then, uh, and then things really took off from there. And... Um, I had, I had places asking me to come and speak about our experience. Um, and it was, it would vary. It'd be like, you know, kindergartners, you know, kindergarten groups wanted me to come and read the book, but I had like high schools and colleges wanting me to share our story about what we did and how we kind of turned this around. And uh, it kind of took on a life of its own. And that became another aspect of what the foundation did. And I actually ended up leaving teaching. And now I, you know, I've, I've gone around the country telling our story and trying to inspire kids to, you know, choose kindness, you know, because it is a difference maker, obviously, um, it made all the difference for us. And um, so how long have you been doing it full time? Uh, I just finished my uh, third year of doing it. So, wow. 
That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it certainly put me in a different life trajectory than I, I thought I'd be. Um, sure. You know, I'm still teaching. Uh, it's just my classroom changes every day. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, the, the water safety thing came came separately, completely separately. Um, I kind of fell into that too. So, I mean, but you did decide to get into it eventually. So you had a few iterations first, you, had, you know, Respect Life, right? Was that first? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the foundation's name is the Respect Life Foundation, and then Respect Kindness, which is the book I'm guessing, right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, actually a little respect cultivates kindness. So that's the there book I wrote. Yeah, there that's it is. awesome. And who who, um, who um, illustrated the book? Um, actually, uh, a friend of mine since kindergarten, um, my wow. friend Adam, my friend Adam Smith. Um, we, you know, when we developed the cards, uh, when we were going to do the cards, I immediately reached out to Adam and I said, uh, you know, you're an amazing artist. Uh, you know, I've known you my whole life. Would you mind? amazing. Yeah. He's, 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 he's always been like, I, I was in kindergarten. So I, I have, I, I tell the story, like I remember in kindergarten when I'm still trying to color within the lines, you yeah. know, and I couldn't. And then here he is like drawing his own characters and coloring them. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Um, so he's always been an amazing artist and it only got better as, as we got older. Um, so after recent past and we decided we were doing this, you know, it was, it was, it was a no brainer for me. And I reached out to Adam and I said, would you mind, doing like a little logo you know i want something that stands out but i want it to be positive i wanted everything to be positive i didn't want this to be a tragedy i wanted i wanted to be kind of like that triumph over you know the worst thing you know i wanted people to be inspired by it i wanted people to realize that there is coming back from awful things that you know it's a choice and i wanted something that embodied all that i told him all this and like the next day he develops that you know he develops the logo for the card which is you know right there so and right. You know, a little caricature of Reese and I was like, perfect. That's what I wanted. I wanted something that elicited happiness. And um, so when I came up with the idea for the book and there was no one else I was reaching out to. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we really put it together super fast. Um, it literally took only a couple months and, you know, had it out and self-published and uh, it was a huge success. And, uh, and, you know, we have actually two more books coming out now. Um, uh, one is a water safety book, actually, and another one is uh, for uh, um, against bullying. So that's awesome. But yeah, so that was that was all a part of what we did. Um, like I said, it was that natural growth of um, the kindness aspect of the foundation. So why did you decide to start talking about water safety? <laughs> um, I don't know if I so much decided on it as much as I was um, I was eventually convinced. Okay. Uh, I was at a, we were at a fundraiser, um, for another local foundation here on the Island that, um, had, had awarded us a, uh, community service award, uh, for what we were doing. And, um, uh, I knew the founder, the, the founder was a, a parent in the, the school district I taught in. And, um, was, so when she invited us, she actually, I, I didn't know we had won this award. So when we get to the, the, uh, the fundraiser, we find out we win the award. It was like, Oh wow. Overwhelming. But then she had another plan. Um, she knew of a water safety advocate um, here on Long Island. His name is Bobby Hazen. I know Bobby. He, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and um, he's one of the co-owners of Safety Swim Swim Schools here on Long Island. Yep. It's a, the biggest swim school on Long Island. And, and, um, and, and Drowning Now. Yeah. Right. And he's the, the, the founder of End Drowning Now, which was originally the Long Island Drowning Prevention Task Force. Mm -hmm. And um, so he was there that night as well. And... So her, her second goal was to get us together. So uh, after after we had received the reward, um, um, so had Bobby, they had gotten a, a separate uh, award. 
And she's like, you two need to meet. You need to talk. And uh, as soon as that happened, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't, this isn't what I want to do. And I was like, right. all right. So Bobby sits down with me and he's like, you know, I'd love to talk to you about me, you know, uh, maybe doing some stuff together. And I stopped him right there. And I said, I said, I don't mean to be rude. I said, you know, but I want nothing to do with water safety. I was like, you know, I think what you're doing is great. And people like you need to keep doing what you're doing. And I, I really stopped there. And, and uh, he handed me his card and he said, you know, he's like, I'd really like to sit down and talk to you maybe when you feel up to it. He's like, please, please come and, and just talk with me just just once. And uh, so I took the card and kind of half-heartedly like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and then I don't think I reached back out to him and he reached out to me. He kept reaching out to me. He's like, please, you know, please come and sit with me. And uh, so eventually I relented and I went to his office and uh, I sat down in his office and I, and I remember I, I had that same feeling. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk about this. It's not something I want. And I remember him sitting across from me and, and he was talking. I, I couldn't even tell you what he was saying because I think I was just tuning it out. And then I remember looking right behind him and the, the, mo the motto for safety swim is where children learn to love and respect the water. And so right behind his head, it says, respect the water. Right. And I stopped right there. I didn't, like I said, I didn't remember what he was saying. And I looked at him and I'm like, oh my God, your motto. He's like, what? He turns around, he looks at it and he's like, yeah, respect the water. I'm like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, what? I was like, respect, respect the water. I'm like, this would be perfect. And then, you know, my gears started spinning and I was, I was like, all right, I, you know, I think that there's something we can do here. And, you know, it's like the problem solver in me found my problem. And now I knew what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, and the rest is history. And then we got together. And um, the first thing I told him he needed to do is, like I said, the name of the organization was the Long Island Drowning Prevention Task Force. And I was like, Bobby, that, that name is awful. I was like, it, it's too long. I was like, we need to get to the point. It's got to be something that that tells everyone why it needs, you know, why this is a problem, how we're going to solve it. It needs to be short. And uh, so we brainstorming. I'm like, you know, um, you know, how about like project and drowning? And he's like, no, no. And I'm, and, and he's like, what about like, and drowning and drowning now? And I'm like, yes, that's it. And drowning now. Um, and so we ended up changing the name of the organization. Um, and it's funny cause Long Island Drowning Prevention Task Force was kind of a name, but it didn't have, it didn't have an actual organization behind it. It wasn't a nonprofit. And he's like, oh, I've been trying to get the nonprofit status, but we haven't been able to do it. And I was like, you know what? Why don't, why don't you guys just become a part of what we do? And um, so we kind of we kind of absorbed uh, end drowning now. And I said, let's let's make it you know official. So I said, you know, let's make the program that you guys are doing, and we'll call it Respect the Water, because um, they had started doing these school shows where they were um, speaking to to kids about water safety. Which I'm like, this is perfect because I do school shows talking to kids about kindness. I was like, now, so let's now they're they're connected to Safer Three, right? Yeah, they, they've been working with Safer Three and 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 stop drowning now. Stop. Okay. I was getting them conflated. All right. There you go. Yeah. Well, Safer Three is a part of Stop Drowning Now now. So, right, yeah. um, so they, when they do the school shows, they use the, the Safer Three characters. Gotcha. So, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Timmy the Tadpole and you know, Starfish and all that. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, it's, you know, it, it all became, it all came together. And, um, and uh, we, uh, we started working on, on these shows and then, and then using, you know, I, I had, I had spoken to so many schools on Long Island that, um, you know, I, I, I've seen just about, I, I've, there's over 300 elementary schools on Long Island. I've spoken to like 270 of them. Wow. So I've, I've been all over and I was like, you know, that's the age group we want to hit. 
so and safety swim recognized this too and they're like this is a great opportunity to to get you know word out about drowning prevention you know it's like you know i know you talk about the kindness but can we incorporate it so um i i, I struggled with that because i was like you know i don't kindness is one thing water safety is another thing like i don't know how you do both um so we, we had been struggling how to do it. And I said, well, I think Reese, you know, the, the, the character Reese is the perfect conduit to do that. Um, so uh, we kind of hatched this idea to, to develop a, a book that is a water safety book that uses Reese as the character in it. So um, that's what we've, we, we've been working on that actually. It's, uh, it's still in development, but that's what uh, we're doing. Uh, Sheila McCarrier, who's an ISR instructor in this um, she just wrote and said that uh, your books are great. She gave one to all of her swim meets for the first two sessions here in Ohio. That's so, awesome. Yeah, That's so all awesome. of her students are, are getting your books, which is really cool. You know. Well, we we, we have um, the the. Uh, I actually, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move the camera. Hopefully, it's not too dry. Yeah, okay. um, we have the uh, there there it is. Oh, cool. Um, so that's that's the that's the cover for the uh, the water safety book that's coming out. It's awesome. So, um, so we are, uh, we're working on that right now. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to not nitpick your pool fence. I'm just going to stop myself from doing that. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not the artist. So I had go. told, uh, yeah. I had told, uh, Adam, I said, you know, uh, he usually picks things out of my brain. So I thought like, we need a fence <laughs> around the pool and we need these, these safety devices. So, uh, if you can put them in there. And so that's what he did. Perfect. It looks great. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and I ask this question a lot because, you know, uh, unfortunately, better or worse, you know, I end up talking to a lot of parents who have lost someone. Right. And there's there's always someone who is responsible for supervision. Um, are you still friends with your friend? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not it's not for the reason you would think. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, it's related to it, but um, you know, I, I after. I, I did not blame my friend after Reese had passed. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I remember that night vividly, you know, he, he, he's like, Oh my God, you know, it's my fault. And, you know, I, I made it a point that night. I said, no, it's not. It's, you know, it was an accident. You know, you thought he was with me. I thought he was with you, you know, the end, um, right. you know, uh, you know, I was like, you know, if, if, if it were anything else, then, then the police would be charging one of us with something. I was like, that's so it was an accident. Um, and I, I stood by that and I, I never pointed a finger of blame. I never felt, you know, that, you know, that's, that's something I've always felt deeply. We, you know, we always society, I think, looks at things black and white when when I think the reality is more gray and, you know, kind of our, our, our sense of justice falls into this. Like someone has to be at fault. And um and I was like, you know, the, the fault here is is miscommunication. You know, my, my friend thought he was with me. I thought he was with him at the end. You know, I, you know, what more can you say? Um, and so I stood by that. So for, you know, my friend and I stayed friends for the next couple of months. Um, unfortunately, Child Protective Services was involved and um, they wanted to point the finger of blame at somebody. There had to be someone who had to be at fault. And um, they they contacted me and said, um, you know, uh, we, we, we think that you're, you, you were negligent as a parent. And, um, they, they tried telling me that I, you know, I was a child abuser that they, so they, New York state child protective services was going to label me a child abuser for what had happened to my son. 
Right. And, and I said, how, how is that abuse? I said, you know, I, I did everything I, I, you know, what more could I have done? I, I said, I, you know, I asked a friend to watch him. There was a miscommunication between us. I'm like, you know, I, I can understand if I had, you know, thrown my son into the pond, sure. you know, lock me up. I said, but I, I don't understand what you're trying to accomplish here. And I had asked the agents that I said, you know, what are you actually trying to accomplish? How does this serve the greater good? I said, because if it does, if you can give me a reason, then I'm all for it. You know, if, if what if what you're going to do to me is going to help other families and prevent this, then fine. But what, how is this serving the greater good? And they never had right. an answer. You know, it was always, well, this is what we have to do. And, and I said, well, there's a problem with that, you know? And yeah. um, so I called my friend and I said, listen, I, I need you to, I need you to help me here. I need you to tell them that, you know, to back up that I asked you to watch Reese. And, um, and he, I'll never forget it. He said to me, he's like, um, well, I can't do that. And I said, what do you mean? I was like, you know, that's what happened. He goes, yeah, but you know, I want to have kids one day and they've been talking to me and, um, yeah, I've, I've been advised not to, uh, to tell you that, no, I can't help you. So I found out he'd already gotten a lawyer. They had actually gotten a lawyer. His parents had actually gotten him a lawyer, um, pretty much right away wow. because they were, they were afraid I was going to sue them for wrongful death, which again, is something I would never do. Um, and it, it's, you know, so it was this whole legal situation that ended up driving us apart. Um, and, um, you know, and that, that kind of ended, ended our friendship. But, you know, what's interesting is that um, I, I've actually reached out to him over the years. I said, come on, sit down with me. Let's let's go. Let's go grab a coffee. Let's talk. And it, he actually still will not sit and talk with me. So, you know, I've tried. I've tried. So but, you know, I, I can't control how how he acts and how he responded to this. But, um, you know, I eventually was vindicated with CPS, although it took me a year to fight them, to fight them off and to, to fight for myself and pay for my own lawyer. Um, right. But it would have been a lot easier had my friend just joined me and said, no, listen, this is what happened. Um, instead, you know, he kind of let me be. And I'll never forget the, the day of the hearing with CPS. You know, I, I kind of, my, my, my romantic view of the world um, had him coming into the, 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 the meeting and saying, no, no, this is what happened. And I remember I, I kept waiting for him to show up, but he never did. Because I had invited him. I said, you know, please come. You know, this is your chance to, to help me. And he never did. But, you know, we took care of it ourselves. But, uh, yeah, so unfortunately, that's how it went down. But, um, you know, and, no, I don't blame him. And the crappy part about those CPS um, investigations is they're happening at the literally the absolute worst possible time. You know, at the time when you probably feel like you you don't want to deal with fighting it, and uh, you know, it's kind of a double whammy. You know, absolutely. And and you know, I um, you know, I, I had I had asked. I said, well, you know, what what does this serve? What what is the good of this? And they never right. had an answer for me, and that bothered me. And I said, you know, I was a teacher, and I had students that needed intervention. And when sure. we called you guys, you did nothing. <laughs> yeah. I said, but here you are trying to prosecute me. Yeah. When, you know, all I did was let you in my house, you know, right. and, and everyone else said, you know, just just tell them, you know, no. And, you know, uh, that's a whole other story. But I, it, it's a fight I, I I want nothing of anymore. You know, we we, we you know, I had to go through it. We, we, we got through it. And, um, you know, I just I, I hope it doesn't happen to any of the families. That's, you know, because they should be there for a positive outcome as opposed to what they did to us. But absolutely. Totally so how long ago did you link up with Bobby? Uh, it was about four years ago now that Bobby okay. and I got together. So, and you've been doing water safety ever since. 
Yeah, yeah, we've been, I mean, you know, I, I the way I, I look at it is like, it's kind of like a two-headed monster. Bobby really focuses on the water safety aspect of things, and, and I kind of defer to him, you know, when it comes to water safety ideas, and um, and I still do the, the kindness stuff. Uh, well, I, I should say I, I, I still did the kindness stuff as of this year. Next year, I'll be, I'll be doing both. So um, next year, I'm going to be doing the water safety shows and the kindness shows, Um you know, uh, safety swim basically said, uh, we want Bobby back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, we came up with a solution that would enable me to do the, um, the water safety shows and, uh, him, him to still be a part of what we do kind of a behind the scenes, uh, approach. So in a way our roles are reversing again. Um, cause whereas I was more behind the scenes and he was up front now to become me being up front and him kind of behind the scenes, helping guiding what we're doing. So what does a typical show look like? Which one, the water safety show or the kindness show? Pick one. We'll do the kindness first and the water safety. Um, it, well, it depends. My, the, the, the kindness shows that we do, um, I do different versions. Um, okay. Like for K through two, um, it's all based on my book. I actually have an, uh, an animated version of my book that I do with the kids. Um, and it's interactive where I, you know, I have some seeds and I ask them how they grow and, uh, you know, I, I sing with them and, uh, you know, we, we get them, we try to inspire them to go out and spread their own little seeds of kindness. And actually I end up, all the kids end up getting a little card that says you've been given the seed of kindness with the help of little respect. Um, so it's, it's a play on our cards, except it doesn't actually have our story. Again, I, I don't want them to know. So, you know, which is great to so these, these kindergarten through second grade kids, to them, little respect is, is a character who's all about kindness and that's all right. they know. Yeah. Um, for the, uh, for the older kids for like three through five, um, I do tell them our story. Um, I don't tell them that Reese passed though. I tell them that there was an accident and I leave it at that. So I don't get into any of the, you know, the, the parts of the story. So there's no, there's no real mention of water safety or anything in there because they don't know that he drowned. Um, but I, I do tell them that he had an accident and then I, I, I kind of wrap it around what Mr. Kelly did for us and these people. And then I talk about how we went out and spread those, you know, seeds of kindness, how we came up with the cards and everything. So, um, and again, I try to inspire them to go out and do it themselves, which is the goal. So they all get, um, the seed of kindness card too. So it's, uh, so I, I, I relate it to these seeds again, but I, you know, it's a little bit more real to them. Um, and then when I speak to high schools and, and like junior highs and colleges, I tell them the whole thing. Um, you know, they know, and I, you know, I talk about choice and I talk about perspective and, um, you know, really try to get them to think a little bit differently about how they see the world. Um, and I, I, I add a lot of science to it. Um, I was a science teacher, so I actually do a couple of experiments that kind of reinforce what um, I'm talking about. Um, so I, I try to make it as interactive and as engaging as possible because that, that's who I was as a teacher too. You know, I was, I was that crazy science teacher. You know, like when you think of a prototypical crazy science teacher who lights things on fire, blow things up, runs into walls, that was me. Um, so, and so that's kind of me and my, my, my presentations too. Um, and in the water safety shows, you know, along that same vein, we, we have it broken down into, um, a younger group for K through two. And then the older group that like the three through five K through two has a lot of singing and dancing and, you know, the characters from the sacred three, um, and, you know, telling them all the important parts of water safety, you know, never swim alone, um, you know, to, uh, um, uh, you know, horse play around the pool, what to do when someone is struggling. Um, you know, so all of that stuff is, is incorporated into it, but it's, you know, trying to get them to, to engage in it. So, um, teaching them the water safety rules and, uh, 
um, you know, what, what they, you know, you know, all the aspects of water safety. And, and, and to me that, you know, I think the thing that's left out too, the most important part I think of those safety shows is the adults who are there watching because, you know, that, that to me is, is what's missing is, is the adult ignorance of water safety, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so my hope is that as these adults are watching the water safety shows too, they're going like, you know, maybe I could do a little bit better with that. Or, you know, you know, I mean, all things I never looked at, you know, I, I look at pictures of my, my, my friends on Facebook and when I see their pools and there's no fence around it, I freak out. You know, my first instinct is like, want to, you know, message them like, why don't you have a fence on your pool? Right. You know, all these things that I never thought of either, you know, you know, before this had happened, before my perspective had changed. So that's all things that, that we, we try to you know, teach the kids in those, in the shows. So what are some of the experiments that you do in the kindness show? <laughs> um, one of them that I do, uh, my favorite one is it's called an iodine clock reaction. Okay. Um, you, you may have seen this, like Mr. Wizard did this. I, I, do you ever watch Mr. Wizard when you were a kid? I, I may have, but it was a long time ago. Okay. So, um, I, I used to love that show, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a really cool reaction. Um, it basically, you, the reaction starts, you have these, uh, two clear beakers. So there, you have these two beakers that are, have a clear fluid in them. And as far as the kids know, it's just water. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is actually, I, I call a student up to be my friend. Cause I, I talk to them about how bullying starts. Um, cause everyone has this, you know, one of my, my, my biggest pet peeves is when people say they're anti-bullying. Um, I hate that, uh, mostly because it's that double negative. Like, you know, you're, 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 uh, anti something that's already negative. And, uh, right. um, so I always tell them, you know, oh, well, I'm pro kindness, you know, not anti-bullying. Um, so, but, and I always, one of my reasons for that is because people really don't know what a bully really is, you know, and kids use it wrong all the time. Like my daughter's, if one's picking on the other one and say, oh, they're bullying me. I'm like, that's not bullying. And um, so I use the experiment to try to show them what bullying truly is and that a bully can be anybody. Um, and it could be a best friend. It can be a family member. And, you know, the bully doesn't see that often. So um, I pull someone up from the audience and say, you guys, you're going to represent my best friend. And I hand him one of these clear beakers and I have my clear beaker and, you know, the liquid in there, like I said, is clear. And I say, you know, we're best friends. So, you know, these, these, these beakers kind of represent our feelings with each other and, you know, we're nice and clear. And I said, and then I'll ask the student, I said, are, are, are friends always nice to one another? And it's funny because the second I ask that question, their first reaction is to go like, well, yeah, but then the realization hits in and they go, no. Right. And I was like, right. I was like, so if I did something to hurt you, right, as your best friend, what can I do to make up for it? You know, because obviously if we're best friends, if I do something to hurt you, I can I can fix it somehow. How do I do that? And they universally say, well, say you're sorry. I said, okay. So I can say I'm sorry and that makes it all better, right? I say, well, yeah. I said, well, let's let's see. And so I take my beakers and I hold them up and I say, okay, so this is, you know, my, my friend's feelings. These are my feelings. I say, if I do something to hurt you, it's kind of me hurting you with my, my words, my feelings. So I, I mix the two beakers together and I say, see, in our minds, we think everything's perfectly clear. We're perfectly fine. So I hold the beakers back up. And then about 15 seconds later, both beakers will turn instantaneously turn pitch black. Oh, wow. And I say, but this is what's happening on the inside. When you say hurtful things, you do hurtful things to someone, it changes them. It, it hurts them on the inside. I said, but you know, you can't see someone's feelings. So, you know, I think it's funny when we, if we hurt someone physically, we can see the blood, we can see the bruise. And we think of things we can do to actually treat what we did. You know, no one would think that if I cut someone, just saying I'm sorry, stops the bleeding. 
right? So, but when we hurt someone's feelings, we think saying I'm sorry is the beginning and the end. Right. And it's not. And so now I ha now we have these two beakers and I point out to the kids, I said, notice it wasn't just their beaker that changed. It was also mine because actions have reactions. So, you know, I brought us both down by hurting each other. I said, but here's the most important part. I have them hold up their beaker and I go up to the beaker and I go, I'm sorry. Nothing happens. I said, I'm really sorry. Nothing happens. Um, and so I leave it at that and I say, you know, but that's not bullying. I said, this is the mistake that people make. They thought that that was being the bully. That's not. So then I take that student speaker and I say, you know, what makes someone the bully is when you start from here. We start from these feelings, this darkness. And then I have on the stage, I have other beakers that are filled with just water and they're clear. And I said, actually, what makes you the bully is that when you feel like this, when you have this negativity, that you decide you're going to make others feel that way, that you're going to bring them down to your level. So I take that dark beaker and I pour a little bit out into each of those other beakers and they all turn dark. And I said, that's the bully because it's a choice. They're choosing to take how they feel and make others feel that way too. And that's exerting a power over someone trying to prove that, you know, your way is the right way. And that, you know, my feelings, if I feel this way, you're going to feel this way too. I said, so being a bully is a choice and they can see it. And I said, you know, and there's this powerful reinforcement that, you know, when they, when they walked in, they saw all these beakers on the stage and they were all clear. And now they've all been turned pitch black. And I actually leave the beakers there. And then I tell our story about you know kindness and i tell them about what mr kelly did for me and i actually pull up one of the beakers and i say you know guys this this beaker this you know the, the that darkness i said that's that happened to me when reese died that's how you know when reese was when reese's accident i don't tell me died if it's the younger kids um i said but you know where these feelings come from doesn't matter and i had this you know this this darkness these these these, these sadness this this anger I said, so this is how I felt on the inside. And then I pull out another beaker and I say, but here's what Mr. Kelly did. And so I have another fluid in the, this, this third beaker um, that represents Mr. Kelly. And I pour his in, that represents his kindness. And it turns my beaker from pitch black into crystal clear again. So now it's clear. And I say, well, that's what kindness does. And then the best part is, is then I talk about how our foundation, what we did with the cards and stuff and how they spread out. And what I do is I actually take my beaker down that has Mr. Kelly's kindness and I pour a little bit of my beaker into that next beaker that's dark and it clears that one up. And then I take that beaker and pour its contents into the next beaker and it clears that one up. And then I take that beaker and successively pouring each one in clears each other one up until eventually now all the beakers on the stage are turned back to crystal clear. You know, to kind of give them this idea that, you know, that's a little bit of kindness goes a long way. So it's this, this visual reinforcement of... Uh, what we do. So that's my favorite experiment. That's the one that I really guess them. And I, and I, I do that experiment actually with almost all the, the presentations I do because it's such a powerful reminder. And it's this, you know, you know, it's this, you know, this visual that you normally can't see, you know, this is how we feel. This is how, you know, actions have reactions, you know, Newton was right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And right. that's, that's super cool. Have you yeah. heard of it? Have you heard of any kids um, doing any acts of kindness or any of the people you've given cards to? Oh yeah. Thousands. Um, yeah. we, we have a, we have a section on our site where people can share their stories and we, we constantly get stories shared or on our Facebook page. Um, a lot of teachers will actually, um, send me letters. I have, I have literally binders full of letters from kids, binders. Wow. Um, and uh, I keep them all. So I, you know, I tell the kids that if you, you know, share stories, I keep them all. So whether digitally or, or, you know, written on paper, I have, you know, literally thousands of stories, um, of, of acts of kindness, you know, big and small, all, all, you know, 
sometimes it's just a kid who said, you know, I, I, I got my neighbor's cat out of a tree. Um, you know, um, I had another one where, uh, someone left a $3,000 tip on a, uh, uh, a waitress's bill because, uh, he had heard that she was having a tough time. Um, wow. So, you know, it, it ranges from all, all different, you know, uh, values. And I, and I always, you know, it's funny cause that, that $3,000 tip story that, that actually went viral. Um, when that, when, when I'd been given a copy of that receipt, um, I shared it on our Facebook page and said, wow, I mean, wow, what an act of kindness, you know, someone left a $3,000 tip and actually didn't even have one of our cards, which I think is cool. So on the back of the receipt, the, the person who left this wrote our story and wrote about why he was doing it and how we had inspired this and, um, you know, asking the waitress to then pay it forward too when she's, when she's able to. Um, so when I had shared that picture, it went viral. I had like, different news people reaching out to me, um, like today show. And, uh, I, I had actually a uh, reporter in Japan reach out Germany. Um, and you know, it's funny, they all universally asked me the same question. They said, is this the biggest act of kindness your foundation's ever seen? <laughs> and my, and my answer to them universally was no. And they'd be like, Oh my God, what was? And I, and I would always answer and I would always throw them off. I'd be like, I don't know the last one. Yeah. And they'd be like, what was that? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, I don't get it. And I said, well, that's the problem. You, you, you're, 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 you're putting a value on kindness where it's just the act that matters. It doesn't matter how big it was, how small it was. I said, so no, this isn't the biggest act because they're all big acts. Um, and it's funny, they, they, none of them got it though. So they're like, oh, okay. You know, that's not what they wanted to hear. You know, they wanted to hear, yes, this is the biggest one. Like, oh my God, you know, and you know, I want it to be about the kindness and not about, you know, a dollar value or anything like that, which is, again, I think a societal thing where we try to, you know, put a value on everything. Everything has to, you know, be more, better, you know, no, you do something nice. It's nice. The end, you know, just keep doing right. it. Right. And it's hard, you know, cause I was even hesitant to ask you if you had a highlight or a favorite because I had the same <laughs> thought that, you know, I really did. I was like, I, even before you said it, because, you know, they're all, you know, awesome in their own way, you know, I, I do have a favorite. I'm going to be honest. I do have a favorite. Um, okay. And I, I actually share it in the shows. Um, there was, there was a little boy who um, his mom had received the card in a drive-thru and um, they, they got it at the drive-thru and then they went to a petting zoo that's here on the Island. And um, the little boy saw that you had to feed in order to feed the animals, you had to pay. So he asked his mom, he said, well, mom, what about the uh, boys or girls who don't have money to pay to feed the animals? And she said, well, they can't feed the animals. So he's like, mom, I know what you're going to do with that card. So, and he took out his allowance money and he wow. said, I, I want to pay for it. Can we, can I pay for the, 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 and, he, and the mom had written to me and shared me the picture and said, he came up with this on his own. That's it, This was all his own thinking. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. This was like a seven-year-old boy who had just experienced the kindness himself, seeing what it had done to his mother and then decided that he was it. So that, that's my favorite story because I think that just, that's just everything I had ever hoped for from what we did. So that, and, and none. I'm sure your own kids have to be, you know, I mean, the example that they've, you know, seen through this has had to have shaped them, you know? Um, I mean, I imagine they must be kinder people. It'd be hard not to be. I would hope so. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I I don't. I almost feel it's like self-serving if I I, I say yeah, they're they're the best kids <laughs> ever. Um, right, but. Um, I mean, obviously every kid has their issues, but um, you know they they are they're they're. I I think they they they've been shown a way that 
you know, a coping mechanism and an understanding of how important kindness is. Um, they do exhibit it. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence, but both my daughters won, um, their, their character awards in their, their fifth grade year from their school. Um, there's actually, it's an award given out by the New York state attorney general called the triple C award. It's for courage, conviction, and compassion. And, um, both my daughters won it. And there's, you know, there's only one or two recipients from each school that gets it. Um, and it's selected by the attorney general and they both got it. Um, so, you know, I think they're both kind of dedicated to, to this and, and carrying on their brother's name and, uh, and being kind. Um, you know, we have shirts that say cultivate kindness. My middle daughter wears one almost all the time. So, you know, I think in her school, she's known as the kindness girl. Um, so, you know, I love that because, you know, it, it is, it's a difference maker. So, and, and they know it makes a difference. For sure. Does your, uh, does your wife work? Yeah, she's, uh, she's still teaching. Um, she's a, she's a high school German teacher actually. Oh, wow. Um, so she, she teaches in the same district that I used to teach. And I, I actually, I, I literally just resigned from my district. So I, I took a three year leave of absence and mm-hmm. wanted to see if this whole speaking thing would, uh, you know, work out and it has. So, um, but she's, she's still teaching. So, and she, she helps run the foundation too. So she kind of puts on two hats. Um, she actually processes every order that comes in. So all the cards, basically all the 500,000 cards that have gone out are pretty much passed through her hands. So. Wow. And every book, everything, it all goes out. She, she processes all of them. What grade did you teach? Uh, I taught, uh, I taught middle school. So I mostly for 16 years, I basically taught, uh, seventh and eighth grade. And, and did you always know you wanted to be an educator? <laughs> no. Um, uh, when I was in college, I was pre-med. Uh, I did all the pre-med programs. Um, it's like, all right, I'm going to be a doctor. Uh, I ended up not becoming a doctor and I, I didn't wash out the typical way. Um, I actually, the, the people who'd made it through the pre-med program were taken to uh, a local hospital to kind of meet up with um, residents and people who just finished med school to kind of get an idea of what your path was going to be. And when we were on this little tour in the hospital, um, one of the residents had taken us to uh, a room where there was this woman who was a burn victim. And uh, she had she had like third degree burns over 75% of her body. And we weren't allowed to go in the room, but we were outside the room. And he was sharing the story and I could hear her moaning. And and I, I, I got sick and I, and I walked out and I was like, this isn't for me. And one of the doctors came up and spoke to me. He's like, don't worry, it's natural. I said, no, no, you don't understand. I was like, I know. It's like, this isn't what I want. I, I wouldn't be able to handle this. I would, I would be too, too, you know, empathetic and too, like, I can't deal with people suffering. And I, I would want to fix it. And if I felt that I couldn't, I'd feel like a failure. I knew, I, and I, I was like, that was the moment where I realized, and I'd always had that in the back of my head, but I was like, no, I'll be able to get over it. And that was a moment where I realized I couldn't. And uh, I remember I went home that night and I said to my mom, mom, I can't, I, this isn't what I'm going to do. And I thought she was going to kill me because she just paid for four years of college. Like I had already, I had actually already put in my application for the MCATs. And she said, uh, she's like, no, whatever you decide to do, you can do. And I was like, I don't know what it's going to be. And I, I started, I decided I was going to start doing research. So I actually got involved in a research track, was actually doing research on HIV. Um, didn't like that. Uh, was like, all right, I, I'm not a scientist either because I can't sit in a lab all day. That's just not right. who I am. I need to interact with people. And, and lab science is actually like 95% of it is incredibly, incredibly isolating. Um, but one of the things we had to do in our research was do a seminar that presented our research to um, the undergrads. 
And um, so my seminar class talking about our research um, was a hit. And uh, because I brought in all these visuals and I was doing all this stuff that, you know, wasn't just me just droning on about our, what we were doing. And uh, I had people come up afterwards and they said, you know, do you ever think about becoming a teacher? And I remember my answer was, no, why would I only want to be a teacher? Right. You know, like, you know, like it was beneath me, like, you know, and that was, again, a societal thing, like, you know, teachers, you know, those who can do, those who can't teach. And, um, and I was like, no, I never really thought of it. Um, and the more I thought about the feedback I got, and the more I thought about how much I enjoyed it, I was like, maybe this is something to pursue. So after I had left um, school, I actually came back home and I, I entered into a uh, teaching program and uh, never looked back and, and loved every minute of it. So, you know, I kind of, again, I fell into it, but thank God, because I mean, it, it's just, it was what I was meant to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems to be a good fit for you. And, you know, I, I loved the, uh, the article you wrote on your website about why. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, that was, it's, it's great, you know. When I, I wrote that, that was actually, um, I wrote that the night our power came back on after wow. Sandy. Um, so I, I had been itching to write. Um, that's the other thing I like to do. I write a lot. Um, I had been itching to write something, but I can't do it unless I'm typing. I can't write it on paper. And, you know, we had no power. So the night the power came back on, I had written that because, you know, it's, and, and, and yeah, like when I wrote that, it was about making these connections because my, I guess that's the, kind of like the scientific brain. I have to, there has to be a, an answer to my questions, you know, and if there's not an answer, I need to find it, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's, that's where that came from. And, and I'm, I'm glad you guys have started doing the water safety for a whole bunch of reasons, but one of it being, you know, there's no question that you and, and your wife, uh, I mean, you're both teachers, you've got this um, drive to spread kindness and you're obviously like awesome, amazing people. You know, no one, no one can look at you guys and say, well, there is an example of, you know, of bad parents. Right. And, you know, a, a lot of times you hear like, you know, I, I'm a good mom, so my kid's not going to drown. Um, and the reality is, I think with, with very few exceptions, you know, every set of parents I've talked to are all good parents. Um, and, and the more we can do to shatter that, you know, that error, that misrepresentation, and the more examples we have, um, unfortunately, you know, I think the the better it does for, for drowning prevention and water safety to know that, no, it happens to really, really good parents. Um, and and I think those examples are important. So I'm glad that you're out there, you know, showing how awesome you are, because oh, it's, it's important for us, you know. Well, I agree with you. When I, when I speak to parents, um, you know, I, I ask them, I said, how many of you have ever had this moment where you say, oh, my God, where, where's my where where are they? Mm -hmm. And they all raise their hand. And I said, right. and how many of you it ended positively that you found them and you go, oh, thank God. I said, you all raise your hands. I said, notice who's not. And it was me. And I said, and there's the statistic right there. I said, you know what? We're all perfect parents until we're not. Right. And, you know, and and. We've all had that moment where we said, oh, I thought Johnny was with you. I thought they were with you. And then, you know, we find them and they're safe. You know, I had those moments before Reese died. I've had those moments after Reese has died. So even with what I know, I know I'm not the perfect parent. And I think that's the misconception that we have here, especially is that, you know, oh, no, if I'm the perfect parent, then nothing's going to happen to my child. 
And that's not the case. You know, accidents happen and there are there are levels of protection that you need to have. And, you know, God, I wish I had known that I could have started Reese on swim lessons earlier than two because he would have been in. You know, my, my youngest daughter, Melina, has been in swim lessons since she's three months old. And, you know, the thing is that pond that Reese drowned in was 18 inches deep. He could have stood up. But he didn't. He panicked in the water and he drowned and he had no familiarity with the water and he had no respect for the water. You know, um, and had he had that, my son would be here today. And so regardless of that breakdown between my friend and I had that other level of protection been there, I, I wholeheartedly believe he'd be here. But you know what? He didn't. And he didn't because of my ignorance. And my ignorance is something that could have been corrected had, you know, there been more widely available information about all the levels of protection, which is why as an educator, I realize that education is the key to stopping this. You know, when I see kids out riding with bike helmets every day, and I think back to my childhood, would no one wore a bike helmet? If you did, you yeah. were, you know, you were a loser. Right. Um, Me too. And right. And now it's ubiquitous. Yeah. And I think, well, the reason that happened is education. Mm -hmm. People were educated about the, the, the need for this. And that's what's missing in water safety is this this widespread education that needs to happen, which is why that's what we're trying to do. Because, you know, the educator in me realizes that's where it's got to start. Because you can't solve a problem until people realize the problem exists. And you can't, if you don't know a problem exists, it means you're not, you're ignorant. And the cure for ignorance is education. So, therefore, that's the solution as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I, I, you're 100% right. And, you know, there's a lot of people doing stuff in water safety. And I think that you guys are on a, a particularly effective track and, uh, and I like it a lot. I really do. I think you guys are doing awesome, fantastic well, thank work. You. Thank you. And and I, I hope you guys keep going with it for a, a long, long time. You know, I, I plan on being like in it for working. the long haul. Yeah, yeah. I, I plan on being in this for the long haul. So uh, before we wrap up, so I got to know, why Superman? Why, why Superman? Yeah, why um, Superman? Why is he my favorite hero? Yeah. Okay. Um, choice. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, that... You know, I think everyone everyone has it wrong about Superman that his greatest power is like you know his strength or his flight and, and everything sure. like that. And um, you know, I, I I actually, and I'm sure you know this, his true power is is his ability to choose to do good with the power he has because right. he is literally the unstoppable force. Sure. And with that, that means that nothing you know he there's literally no restraints he would need to have. Like if he wanted money, he could just go take it out of a bank. Right. Right. Yeah. But so his true superpower is his character is his choice. Um, so in a very real way that comes back to everything that we're about because it's a choice. Um, so, uh, that's why Superman stands out to me because, you know, he's got that great power and um, I know I'm ripping off Spider-Man, but, um, <laughs> he's chosen responsibility for that power as opposed to, and, 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 and dedicating that power to the betterment of everyone else, not just himself. Right. Um, to me, that is the embodiment of everything that I, I believe in, um, which is why, you know, I'm a Superman guy. And it's funny, my, my, my roommate in college is a Batman guy. And I was like, you know, Batman's the opposite of Superman. You know, come on. You know, he, he's all about himself, about making himself feel better. And, like, you know, I realize he's fighting crime. But, you know, no, to me, Superman, it's 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 choice. Um, and that's his superpower. So that's why it's always been. Well, everyone is a Batman fan. It's rare to find another Superman fan. So I'm glad uh I'm glad to know you. There's not that many of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly not as many as, as Batman. That's true. Yeah. 
So. And uh, and I'm I'm sad about the recent movies, but that's a whole another discussion, you know. So yeah, yeah, we actually we we had done a fundraiser for Man of Steel when it came yeah. out, and I remember afterwards I was like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was like, that's not my Superman, but yeah, I thought Man of Steel was okay, you know, okay. but uh, it it wasn't great. Um, I have a problem with the, the the Kevin Costner scene where he's like, you know, should I let him die? And he's yeah, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not. That's not Pocket. You know, Pocket no. doesn't say maybe let him die. You know, that's no, no. Pocket wasn't the gray area. No. Yeah, wasn't. no. So, but uh, but no. So I'm glad for that. What are you guys up to? You know, next that you want to let people know about? You have any events coming up? Anything you want to plug? Essentially. Oh uh, yeah. Well, we we have a um, we have a water safety. Uh, um, we're calling it a gala at the Long Island Aquarium on October 26th. Um, trying oh, cool. to raise funds for our uh, water safety initiative. Um, we actually we have an animated television series in the works no way yeah yeah um so i I have the pilot episodes actually being produced right now um for a little respect cultivates kindness um but along with that piggybacking on that we're actually doing a um a water safety um psa that is using the same characters to teach children water safety so okay uh, and our plan is to release that you know for free you know everywhere um, just a little five minutes short to teach kids the basics of water safety and hopefully their parents too. Um, so we're hoping that gets like, you know, wide traction and, you know, is another way to kind of clandestinely teach people water safety and, uh, those, those important aspects. So, uh, yeah, so those, those are two big things that are coming up and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to, to have this. So. Have you ever met Steve Berger? No, he's our lifesaver in Long Island. And, um, you know, he's in the middle of his season right now, but, uh, you know, he's, you know, our, our dealer for there, he installs pool fences. He's, um, he's been there for 15 years. Um, and he works with a lot of the, you know, water safety organizations that, that are local there. Um, he goes on the news a lot when there's a drowning or something. Um, but, um, I'll have to make sure, you know, you guys have each other's information cause he'd I'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. He'd appreciate knowing you. Um, yeah, I'd love to know him. Awesome. So where can people find you? Uh, www.respectlife.com, um, which is of course spelled the way we do it, which is R E E S S P E C H T L I F E.com. Right. Or actually it's even easier if you go to cultivate kindness.org. Um, that's really for the, um, the school shows, but it links back to the foundation as well. Um, yeah, that one's easier to remember, um, and easier to spell too. Um, and, uh, only if you're not you. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, for me, I can get it right. Yeah. Um, and we're on, obviously on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, we're all, we have a pretty big following on Facebook, actually. So it's uh, it's nice to have. Gotcha. Any uh, one last thing you want people to know before we wrap up? Yeah, you know, do something, do something for someone else because you can. Um, yeah. I think that's the message. And if whatever that is, you know, whatever it is that you do, do it for someone else. And, you know, that's, that's how I think we make the world a better place. So. Perfect. Well, thanks, Rich. I really, really appreciate it. It was. Uh, oh, thank you, Eric. I, I, this was great. Awesome. It was good meeting you finally and uh, getting to know you better than I. Um, Likewise. Bye. All right. Be well. All right. Thanks, Rich. All right. Bye.